Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdy Thursday. Way to go. You didn't even try to say something stupid. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. <laughs> the world was big and cruel and cold and gray and sad. But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad. Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds. And they left the gray old square world behind. Nerdy Thursday, you're the man. I hope you'll be my Wait, friend. Just <laughs> I just needed to get here. I brought tissues. That's cool. Nice. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Nerdy Thursday. That was Sean blowing his nose. That's staying in. Now I've got a guy that likes beer, games, and nerd culture in general. Like I said, that's Sean blowing his nose, and I'm Mitch. Uh, Yeah. What's going on, dude? Dude, uh, thanks for the intro. I I just finished um, watching the movie that we uh, are about to cover, and holy fuck, was that an emotional experience? And. Mm-hmm. Congrats, everybody. You get to hear me, like, on the verge of tears right now as I try to fucking compose myself. Thank you so much for giving me time to compose. Hey, uh, I asked. You said you were ready. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I, I think that this is uh, a, very, a very visceral reaction to this movie, and um, I talked to a couple of people in the last week who have seen this movie, and, uh, I mean, first one was Stephanie, and... You know, we're great friends, and she said, we both, she's like, I cried. And I'm like, oh, for what? And she's like, I think we're going to cry for both very different reasons. And god damn, did she hit the nail on the head. I fucking just finished sobbing. (laughs) But uh, other than that, um, in my life, uh, dude, have you ever heard of a beer mile? (laughs) Mm-hmm. You have okay, so I hadn't until a couple of days ago where we, uh, my friend and I, we went over to Clap Park and we brought we brought eight beers with us and we're like, you know what, we're gonna shotgun these four beers as we do four laps and so uh, we started off with a shotgun, set our watches to, uh, it gives us a three two one countdown to go for a workout so. Hit that button as soon as it said go. Shotgun a beer, ran a lap. Shotgun a beer, ran a lap. Shit was crazy. After three laps, we hit one point one, and uh, after that, we both shotgun a final beer and then promptly threw the fuck up. Because <laughs> oh yeah. man, those first couple laps were kind of rough, but that last one, it was just like holy shit. So four beers and about. Less than eight minutes for a little bit more than a mile. That shit was crazy, and that's the uh, that's that's my probably my highlight story of the week. Um, so, nice. So yeah, man. Like, uh, what's happened with you? What's up with you, man? Well, as I, you know how, God. you know how you just asked me if I knew what a beer mile was. Yeah. Do you know what a poop knife is? Yes. I almost had to use one of those the other day. Okay, you want to share stories? Because I have a poop knife story. You want to hear this? I want to hear it after well, see, you. I didn't have to use a poop knife, but it was sitting in there just right, where I flushed like five times, and I even let it soak, and it just didn't budge. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to poop knife this thing. But oh my God. I was like, what's the protocol on a poop knife? What? I don't want to ever use that again for anything else, even if I wash it. No, you throw it away. And we don't have just a random knife floating around. Yeah. So I grabbed a plastic spoon, and I just had to do a poop spoon flip so it was facing the other way, and then I got rid of it. So you had a sideways poop that you had to correct to go down the drain. Yeah. Is that what you had going on? Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I can get behind this. Uh, okay, um, here's a story that I haven't told very many people, but this one time at work, and that's the grossest thing that's ever happened, and I flushed that knife right down the toilet. Don't even care. It was plastic, broken in half, flushed it down the toilet. That baby. Wow. <laughs> Goodbye. Adios. I love it. Peace.
Oh man, classic. Uh, that's fantastic, though. I love that you had to <laughs> you had to flip that bad boy up. But Mitch, I see a Bud Light in your hand. Where's this Bud Light at today? I love uh, that I'm getting these fancy beers, and you're just like gonna keep drinking this thirty rack. Well, as long as I got them, drank them. The the um, let's see. After yesterday, which was my birthday, I had to work for sixteen hours. So I came home and I took a shower and that nice poop and then I went to bed. Hey. Not in that order. Sounds like a perfect birthday. Also, happy birthday on air. We always have a birthday episode for you, so I'm glad that this is it. I mean, I'm not super glad that this is the topic, but I'm glad that we have a birthday for you. <laughs> like, I feel Classic. like we could have just done a Christmas story again, you know, for the 17th. Ooh, yeah, we should have. We sh- oh, Next year. Next year. Next yeah, so next April thirteenth. We got this. I didn't get any good beers uh yesterday, so I f- came home and I shotgunned one and I've been drinking these since. <laughs> and they're making me a little full, but other than that, yeah, no, It's it's a four it's a four point two five day. Four point two five. That is a great Bud Light as everybody that's I love that we started this show out with having like a 2.75 as a baseline for a Bud Light. Like that that was the Bud Light baseline and just every week you're all over the fucking place. So that's cool, man. That's awesome. And me personally, I'm um I'm drinking a it's called a Lumpa. Uh I'm going to show this to you on the cam cuz hashtag uh quarantine status like an Oompa. Yeah, it's a Oompa without the Oompa Lumpa. Uh it's an New England style IPA. It is in an orange can. It's from Big. Oh, it's from Big Elm. No shit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know this was Big Elm. This is pretty cool. Uh, Big Elm Brewing. Them damn can designs. This is out. Of, this is the best can they've ever done. Like this is a pretty clean looking design. Um, yeah. But it's a pinter. It's out of Sheffield. This is uh, actually where my my work is. Um, located uh headquartered uh it's a five it's only five percenter um but it is it's light it's refreshing not too citrusy but uh yeah very refreshing and i highly recommend it if you're in the area i will give this a uh this is a this is solid four this is a four banger right here i'm uh i'm very impressed with this so um, not very often, unlike uh, obviously unlike last week where I switched to vodka, uh, I will be finishing this. Nice. Ugh. Well, now that it seems you've composed yourself, yeah. what was the best part of this movie? Everything. <laughs> um, I, I messaged you one minute and 30 seconds into this movie saying, this. I'm a minute and a half into this movie and it's already better than Lord of the Rings. Uh, so that's yep. the thing. I, I okay, and so I hate. Everybody knows that I hate Lord of the Rings, and that's real quick. Uh, I'll get back to this. This is a story about an elf and his brother, who in a world where magic has died because technology is easier, they receive a gift from their father who has passed. That can bring him back to life for a day. So they go on this grand Lord of the Rings style adventure. Dungeons and Dragons style shit. To bring him back. And there's a lot of really cool touches with his mom. And people who they meet along the way. So that's the story of this movie. They have one day to get the stone to bring his da- their dad back. So that's the story. Um, so Lord of the Rings, I hate on a lot and here's the thing is like i enjoy that realm and i enjoy like the mythos of these characters and stuff like that and i really love that about this movie the thing is is this movie is infinitely more enjoyable than that walk snooze fest that is lord of the rings (laughs) okay and i will Put it there and just say, I thought that all of the little touches, I loved all of the little things and like, like Ian, Ian was the boy's name, right? I'm really bad. Yeah, Ian. Ian was the, uh, the younger brother and even his older brother, Barley, jokes that 
hey, you could be a mage. And it turns out that he very clearly is a magic using mage in this. And they use basically a Dungeons and Dragons book of spells and shit. It, that that's what he's learning all of his spells from and i thought that was a really cute touch and um i i really loved i i love like everything about this movie uh what about you man uh, what did you like most about this movie did you like this movie <laughs> i did like the movie okay <laughs> sometimes i'm unsure but uh what, what did you like most about this movie um the dragon curse at the end Oh, the dragon that came to life through the rubble? That one? Yeah. Okay. So they go on this big old quest, and you're talking about all the little touches it does. Spoilers. Um, As soon as the movie starts, you meet his brother by um, a cop who's the mom's boyfriend. Cult, yeah. Showing up, yeah. Showing up and showing a video, like like a phone. Of him standing on top of this old fountain, and then when he get when Ian gets to school, the fountain's in the background, and then they go on this twenty-two hour journey, and they end up back at the school in front of that fountain, which is what they had to get to the whole time. Yeah, I, and so once they take what they the gem out of it that they need, it start it, this curse starts and it gets all the stuff around it, like you said, rubble. So it destroys the school. And um, takes up all the junk and, like, cars and all sorts of stuff and turns itself into this concrete mesh of a crap dragon. Mm-hmm. And then it just takes the school logo, which is the dragons, and makes that a stupid face. face. <laughs> yeah. That's so just, good! Like, for a movie that's actually really heavy, it's just, like, a really fun comic relief, like, super villain right at the end. Yeah, like, such a great attention to detail and... Like you said, it it calls it um it brings it up in the beginning of the movie, and it's almost one of those things where it almost it almost uh, lingers on that logo at the school a little too long, where you're just like, why 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 did that happen? And then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh okay, that makes sense. That's why it happened. And um, yep. I yeah, dude, that dragon was a really cool fight, and uh, I I appreciated everything they did about this. I loved the journey that they took through this entire movie just to get back to the school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they come up out of the sewer and it's like, what the fuck? We're at the school. <laughs> pretty much. So that's pretty cool. So let's let's take a step back real quick. I I do as soon as you mentioned the dragon, I did want to just like just touch upon like the small details on this. Like their pet dragon was like my favorite part of the intro of this movie. This dragon just acted like the most hyper ass dog you've ever seen in your entire life. That it's like to the point where everybody starts like getting excited and hugging, and this dragon that's eating his food is just like, gotta be a part of it. <laughs> it. I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. Oh cool. man, I I feel like there's not a lot to hate about this movie. So where do you want to start in breaking this down? <laughs> well, I got I got a good question for you. Okay. Since. We've made it clear that this hit you pretty hard for a movie. Yeah. What did you think about when he gets to the end of the movie and he's sitting there with his half dad and he's looking at that list, checking everything, like crossing everything out and then went, oh, shit. But Barley's been here for all that. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, that doesn't affect me as much because i am the older brother and um when i was younger my sister kind of moved out and moved in with her dad like before i even made it to high school so um i didn't exactly have that you know uh like i still had my my dad so it's i i feel like Okay, so when I mentioned Stephanie said that there's two different parts that, like, people will cry about, I I think it's one, 
the loss of somebody really close to you and that that need to just that need to see them again you know uh-huh. and then there's also the realization that somebody else in your life has had a bigger impact in your life than you've ever really realized until you're kind of forced to realize that and while that point really didn't like i get that point and i appreciate that point and it did not hit home with me i think as much as it could with other people um Uh it it was really the other point for me that literally i messaged you 17 minutes into this i'm like 17 minutes and 36 seconds i'm already crying and um yeah and that's that was really when it came down to you know the the point where it is Ian's birthday when this movie starts and he receives this air quotes magical staff that you see in the intro of this movie where they're talking about magic and magic fading away to science and stuff. And that's, I, I feel like, a really big, uh, very big plot point for a lot of these kind of movies. Um, and so this was a really fun telling of that. But, you know, his their dad died when they were young and he left behind a staff to say, hey, when they're over 16, give this to them as a present. And um, yeah, and something happens halfway through and you only get half a dad. You get his bottom half, his legs, which is which is crazy in this. Um, but to go back to your question, I mean... I thought it was a really great point, and I think it was very beautifully done. And from what I've heard from other people, um, it, it made them cry, and it was it was very well done. But I couldn't relate to it. Is this something that you could have related to? Sorry for the segue in the middle of that, but uh, I just wanted to no, expand really. upon it a little bit more. Well, yeah, no, I know. I figured while you were watching it, and since you were sending me those messages, that the first half, like the first whole three quarters, if not more... Mm-hmm. of this movie was really hitting you hard yeah and not to sound douchey which i normally try to do yeah is i was wondering if it like didn't soften the blow but kind of made you to pivot um it, i think maybe honestly honestly to me i feel like it really helped me to see a different perspective and i really did appreciate that that whole um that whole viewpoint so basically what you're covering is that Ian, through the course of this movie, he's got this notepad. He's kind of a he's a nerd who's not very assertive, and he's got this notepad where he's giving himself goals to kind of do every day. And it's like, be like Dad, stand up for myself, blah 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 blah. And so his first day, he just crosses it all off because he couldn't do it. But for the second day, when they've got half a dad, and you know he's got a thing where like share my life and do this do that at, play catch play catch uh, uh, laugh. laugh and all of that stuff and it's stuff that he wanted to do with his dad like that's his goal for his half dad once he gets them once he gets him as a full dad this is what he wants to yeah. do with him because he's only got 24 hours to get him restored completely and then spend the remaining 24 hours with him and um once he realizes that that's not going to happen, they're down to like two hours left, he's just crossing that shit off of his notepad. And it dawns on Ian, fuck, like I did all this shit with Barley, like half dad brought me and Bar- Barley back, like connected us. And as you can, <laughs> I love that this is cracking you up. I really do. <laughs> it's, it's just half dad calling him half dad. It's just hilarious. <laughs> And at the beginning of the movie, you just see that there's a lot of embarrassment and tension because uh, Barley's super into Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, air quotes, whatever the fuck it's called in this movie. But he's super dork in that sense. And um, and you almost can tell that... You, 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 you don't almost can tell that Ian's embarrassed. Like, Ian's embarrassed by him, by his older brother. And by the end of this movie, he's like, man... Like, literally, Barley would do anything for me, and he has been kind of that figure that he needed, even though he yeah. didn't need it. And I, I I, thought that was... Pixar does a fucking amazing job, man. They really do. Jesus In everything. Christ. Like, I, 
I cannot say <laughs> enough good things about them and their storytelling and their just ability to just pluck your goddamn heartstrings. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, they just take their they just take their CGI hand and shove it down your throat and go <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. I'm just, I'm not gonna lie. You doing that like on the cam? I'm just saying tickle, 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 tickle. Uh, was really kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> I've got to ask you. Uh, how did you? Okay, so did this on the other spectrum? Where did this hit you? Did this hit you more in the the spectrum of like, obviously on the other side of wanting to see somebody to say something say one more thing or did it hit you in that way or what i'm sorry if that didn't make much sense i think if you've seen this movie maybe i know what you're trying to say you know what i mean yeah no i think i'm the 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 quarter of the movie guy where you can get a checklist and go oh wow Sure. There is somebody who fills all those boxes. Oh, okay. So you uh, you are hit by the other thing, by yeah. by the other spectrum of that. Okay. I'm late. Yeah, I'm late. Movie Ian. Okay. So did uh, did that really have a good payoff for you in terms of their chemistry throughout the movie and the payoff at the end? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Good, good talk. I would say so. <laughs> we already said that he sees him as this huge embarrassment, and it's like, mm-hmm. holy shit, why would I ever be in public with you? Yeah. And, like, the person that comes to my mind is, is not the same, like, sort of thing. But I feel it's like more, it's relatable. It's more of, a, like, a, why didn't I get that little bit of extra time that I needed with you? Okay. To, like, fill, either, like... Fill out all those boxes. Sure. Is what I think is how it played out for me. Okay. So, like, even their relationship throughout the movie. Is this something is that really is thing? past for you now? Like, you can't go back to that? Or, um... Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, so it would have been, like... So it's like looking at the boxes and being, like, oh, we could have filled out two more of those. Yeah. Oh. And, like, like we even have... Like, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, I mean, that's understandable. And, um, I mean, just the fact that anything in this movie, it, like, everything in this movie can touch somebody in a different way, I think is a, a, a big a big thing on this. And um, I do have another question that I will save for the end of the movie because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole now. So I will save okay. you. But... I do want to ask, in terms of um, an adventure movie, how do you feel like this... uh, This is almost like one of those uh, Odysseus or, um, you know, one of those Greek mythology adventure kind of things just told almost in a... I mean, it really was told in a D&D adventure-style story where you just... They're winging it. They're coming up with shit off the whim and just kind of figuring out what they're doing like what did you think about this what did you like you mean the D adventure that breaks the fourth wall hey that's what i do because he does he literally i love how he just says absolutely everything that happens is gonna happen and it's just like oh, okay tell me it wasn't like playing a this, game with me it, it exactly was <laughs> and he's like this is exactly what I'm going to do, and this is how I think we should do it, because this is how I've done it in all my campaigns, and it always works. Yeah. And, like, is this the whole movie, Ian's fighting him. Like, this isn't your fucking game, dude. Yeah, and his brother... Okay, let's talk about his brother real quick, because that's where I was... Like, this movie is so good that it's hard to focus on a single point, and I just... Let's get to his brother, Barley, real quick. Uh-huh. You've got Barley... This dude that's super hardcore into playing these tabletop games, and that's all he knows. And even there's a point in this movie where you can't quite, in the beginning of this movie, gauge their ages until it gets to the point where Barley, like, slams his door and and their mom goes, this is the longest gap year ever. Yeah. And that was just such a great, great line being someone who... um, 
you know, works with people who maybe take it a year off from college or something like that. It's just like, oh, he's a college kid who... Yeah, like 19 to 24, somewhere in there. Exactly, somewhere in that age where all he wants to do is talk about Dungeons & Dragons, but he's like, he's actually a kind of a buff dude. Like, you look at him, he's he's a barb. You know, he's a barbarian. And, uh, you know, that's his personality and that's his traits in this. And... um, I don't know, but he's and he's also a dumbass, so it's it fits into the same exact thing <laughs> with uh, with this great old great old mini van, eco van. It's like an econo van. What's it called? Uh, Guinevere. Guinevere, my man, <laughs> with a big ass uh, unicorn. Um, fucking not spray painted, but whatever mural. Air, oh, airbrushed, uh, airbrushed on it. Yeah, yeah. There it is. I don't know. What do you think about that character? Uh, super obnoxious. But like you said, if you're gonna look at it after watching it, and like, then you have the whole quest of your aspect of it, and you want to think of it as that way. Each of those characters fulfill a D and D slot, and like you said, he's just a barbarian like uses his brute strength and like thinks he's got all these great ideas that kind of work out but by luck Mm -hmm. so he fits into that and i love the fact that it's definitely a really good balance uh to opposite uh ian who's very logical yeah and i think that's a beautiful balance and i think that um even like his whole sense of just reckless going off of you know my intuition and this is what i think like it takes him down the uh like the mountain of peril or the path of peril yeah and it's just like it's a dangerous path this is what we're supposed to do let's get on this you know kind of thing whereas ian's just like no, <laughs> that doesn't sound smart at all. And then they end up going down it. It's the most ridiculous path. But it's the path that, as it unfolds, it makes the most sense. But by the end of yeah. it, you're like, you dumbass. But then at the end of it, you're <laughs> like, oh, you're right. <laughs> you dumbass barbarian, you were right. Son of a bitch. So I like that uh, the, the trust of the younger mage brother just putting his trust in his brother kind of thing. Uh, which also kind of leads into that whole end thing there what did you think about the uh the stop off over at the over at the tavern the minotaur tavern uh manticore the manticore Manticore tavern sorry i love that i made the fuck up that the mom made in the movie yeah where she's like it's a minotaur manticore (laughs) uh that whole scene's actually pretty good because you walk in and he's already thinking like okay it's not your fucking game so we might as well just do it because i don't know what else we're gonna fucking do and then like they go in there and it's goofy as fuck it's the chuck e cheese of that's literally what world I now <laughs> i wrote that down chuck e cheese of taverns <laughs> and now she's like used to be this wicked beast in the card because all instead of like character sheets and all this other stuff mm-hmm. they have little cards to go along with the game and uh in the card and like there's pictures of her flying around and just being like a mean looking son of a bitch and you walk in and it's just like this dirty old waitress yeah she's like the owner in the weeds trying to make this yeah. place run and, like, she was once a badass, and she's got these murals on the wall, and then someone's just like, we need chicken nuggets at table 12! What are you doing? The karaoke machine's down! She's just like, fuck, I hate everything. <laughs> and then, so these two show up. We have investors and, to think about! Yeah, Barley thinks that he could take care of the situation and get the map and do all this stuff, and he's doing his thing. And Ian... It's like, oh, he's just going to fuck this up like everything else he tries to do. So he gives him the chance, and then he steps up and, like, starts to show that he can be assertive 
and like he can be confident and he has these abilities especially after a place starts to burn down and he can cast that first spell mm-hmm. so he's like holy shit the levitation this spell. is real yeah yeah so that's a that's the first thing that we see in this movie that's magic is that levitation spell so it's really cool to see it in that moment but you you're right it's um to, to see that all unfold in this chucky e. cheese kind of environment when i don't know about you did you think that going into this we were gonna see some gritty like some gritty tavern because that's what i expect i feel like that's what you are to expect when you're gonna go to this badass tavern with the manticore and stuff and next thing you know it's a fucking fucking i'm surprised there wasn't a a ball pit with a slide running to it you know Looked like an Applebee's, yeah, like a low-key Applebee's. It was ridiculous. <laughs> no, nah, it's a ground round. <laughs> it was a ground round. Wow, nobody is going to get that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. nah, Fuck it. Whatever. Shrug. Oh, so what I was going to say is those little scenes, and like I said, so much happens in that, I don't know what, five, seven minutes that they're in the tavern and each beat of the movies like that. Mm-hmm. It's so full like, of each detail. little thing you get. I think every seven minutes is like a good like chunk of something actually really important kind of happening. Mm-hmm. It definitely something that they're going to pull back to because at this point, um, you already at this point you find out that the mother is trying to track them down they're burning this motherfucking tavern down because, I mean, one thing leads to another. Manticore freaks her goddamn lid. Place lights on fire. The map to the Phoenix Gem, which also, really quick, can I just say that the fact that it's the Phoenix Gem that they need is such a yeah perfect touch. I mean, the Phoenix, the bird of rebirth. You're going to bring back somebody that you love with a Phoenix Gem. Like... I feel like that's such a beautiful touch in this. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but they end up losing. I, I thought you were just excited because your PlayStation name's Asshole Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is a big thing for me. I have a my rib tattoo is all about a Phoenix and like rebirth and having second chances, you know. And I, I mm-hmm. think I thought that that was a really cool really cool touch uh and a nod to anybody who's paying attention i feel like a lot of kids wouldn't really get that but anybody who's paid any attention to mythology any time in their life would be like oh wow cool awesome touch so i thought that was cool and she had her original map to that phoenix gem which burnt up but you know what she had placemats, like if you went to Friendlies or Ground Round or wherever, where you could sit down as a kid and just have, like, this little placemat that you could draw on with crayons, which they played on because she gave them a little packet of crayons. <laughs> and she's like, oh, here, go on. Enjoy the rest of your day, kind of thing. Um, they had one of those that, guess what, gave away the secret to... Uh, the map, which is what the Ravens Beak, Ravens Sight, Ravens Beak, one of them. Ravens Point. It's so there there's it a mountain called Ravens Point, so they decide that that's where they need to go. And this is the first time you get that path of peril option versus the, just the expressway. The expressway was so funny, <laughs> like that's so pedestrian. <laughs> it's like mythos pedestrian <laughs> adventure nah i mean that's what they said right at the beginning of the movie though mm-hmm. is those were your options and i love how he's they're taking the expressway and said we need as much time as we can get fucking take the expressway we're not dealing with any of your bullshit this isn't your fucking game and then they run into all these issues along the way which leads them eventually down the path of peril and I love how they go to start to go down the path of peril at night and they go down that motherfucker for hours and hours. And when he wakes up and Barley's still driving, now you're looking around at this world. And I don't know if you noticed, cause this was my third time watching and I looked for little Heidi details. Jealous. Like the houses were, 
The the houses were mushrooms. Which they were so all that was... mushrooms to begin with. Yeah, pretty much. It's mushroom town or something. Like literally yeah, the name of mushroom. mushroom is in the town. <laughs> yeah. But like when they did the city skyscraper, like the skyscrapers and the city skyline, the top of them were like castle turrets. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and like so there's just little hints like that and like so you know you're in this modern world of this crazy universe and then as i was saying like when he wakes up off the path of peril towards the end of it and like when they're about to get to the bridge there's these giant vines and all this like random stuff that like people have forgotten about like they said in the beginning of the movie yeah because everything's been made easier (laughs) so forget about that forget about it's like it's really weird too um i thought it was not really weird. I thought it was a, a very awesome way to portray a way of forgetting about the old way of life and going into this new way of life. And yep. when they encounter this old way of life, I, I thought it was a, I don't know, I love that aesthetic and I'm trying to see how people interact with that. And I think, I don't know, maybe this is why I enjoyed this over something like Lord of the Rings where it's in that world constantly whereas in something like this it's newer like a newer age going back into something that they're not used to but i yeah i really did appreciate that that as well and i liked how the raven's point evolved from being you said a mountain peak right yeah they were going they were Originally going to the mountain that is called Raven's Peak and or Raven's Point, and uh, Raven's Point ended up actually being a series of Raven statues that, if they followed the point of the beak of the Raven, it kind of led on this uh, almost like a treasure map of where it was going to end up. And I thought that that was a, just I thought that was great. Just to say that the, the animators are amazing mm-hmm. is like. When they have Barley go up underneath there, look up, do the hand clap and point his hands and kind of look into the distance, and then he sees that second raven, when they show Ian's face, just go to, you gotta fucking, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, you, like, that is just animated so well. So good. And these guys are master acts when it comes to animating to begin with. And capturing the little details and the little things like that that maybe you might not think to put in a movie or may not think to capture in terms of emotion and reactions like these guys have it covered. And I think I, I thought that was absolutely delightful. Uh, yeah, even in the ta- like back to the tavern when she what does she do? Oh, he um, they're showing him. Or they show the Manticore why they need to get that Phoenix gem. Mm-hmm. Like, here's our half dad. Here's half dad. Well, we gotta finish getting him together. <laughs> and like the Manticore, like Chuck E. Cheese guy dressed up, walks into the counter and just falls over because he's so like, what the fuck's going on over there? <laughs> like the fucking mascot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And this. But there's that. Every time they talk to the dad or somebody interacts with the dad, just the pile of laundry they give him for top half, it's, like, reacts to whatever they... Dude, when when they're in the convenience store and that pixie or whatever says something to him and he just flops over, <laughs> I can't even handle it. Like I said, this is my third time watching the movie, but that's like my 85th time watching that scene because you got to give that 10 second jump just to watch that slump. Dude, that pixie scene was fantastic. The biker pixies. Like, what? Absolutely ridiculous. And the interaction in the convenience store was so fantastic. And I think what you just said is something we haven't mentioned yet, but like you've got half dad. But they can't just walk around with half dad, so they gotta create a full dad out of just random garbo. <laughs> like, so it's like a pair of disembodied legs walk around, and it's just like, all right, and it's uh, well, let's put this on top of them. We're gonna with a hoodie stuffed with shit with sunglasses. Yeah, it's like you know, it's 
the most ridiculous, like, uh, Bernie's whatever shit going on. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought that that was, that was an awesome touch. And the fact that, like, there's so many scenes in this movie where, say, okay, spoilers, at the end of the movie, they get into, like, the, the whole almost Indiana Jones kind of yeah. uh, the scene where they're going through all these traps and then a trap cuts <laughs> the final gauntlet <laughs> cuts fucking half dad in half <laughs> it's just like oh didn't matter half dad's only half dad yeah uh so i thought that was great but um but no uh anything else about the pixies that you really liked because uh, I want to go back to them real quick. Th- that was fantastic. The sass of no, those pixies, mwah, chef kiss. Yeah, I guess. You guess? That was fantastic. Yeah. Anybody could stomp them. Oh, 100%. And I think that that's the beauty in this. It's so stupid. It was so bad. Like, there's like 16 of them like, hey, motherfucker, you want to work? Yeah, per bike. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> they can't operate it any other way. Oh, so good. But, I mean, this is also the part in the movie where Ian is really getting the hang... Well, not even getting the hang of his magical abilities because he accidentally shrunk his brother down to size because, as you know... Because he's an asshole. You've got to focus on doing magic and his brother's like... Focus. Talking nonstop so he fucks his brother. (laughs) Exactly. So he fucks his brother up. Turns him into a pixie-sized motherfucker. Love it. Loved it. And I love that later in the movie, that whole spell, because they're just trying to make something smaller or bigger or whatever the heck. Uh, no, they wanted to make the gas tank bigger. Yeah, it was the uh, the gas tank to get more gas in the car. They're trying to make it bigger. Turns out, by the end of this movie, Ian can make it rock. Because this guy, by the end of the movie, turns into quite the pretty dope mage. Yeah, he he excels exponentially as a wizard. Do you buy his progression in this movie? As somebody who has played D&D or experienced these fantastical movies, do you buy his progression in 24 hours? Um, yes. But only because they put such an emphasis. Like, I think it's bullshit since Dad set up the spell and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's too many dots. I get it. I get it. To, like, connect the magic to him. But... In, like, any other movie or scenario, like, where this happens, there's always that one standout after so long that it's just like, oh, holy shit, magic is still around. Somebody has that proficiency. That It is somewhere in the world, and it's like, he's the only one that's tried and that is using it. So, like, if you're, you know, speaking Star Wars, all the Metachlorians are, like, fun. Metachlorians, like, excuse you. Close enough. Are, are, uh, are just all you know stacked right there yeah. in that one person so that's kind of what what i feel like there but it was too set up for him sure i i feel like so the- i believe the progression just because of that okay that's fair but and, i don't like the setup uh, and i feel like it works for him because they did set him i mean he's i, I feel like everybody has an archetype and like um in a world like this you know you've got the brother who's the uh i mean he's probably going to be the barbarian the mother is more like a paladin kind of thing and um yeah and, and i feel like uh i i mean obviously he was a mage it was set up like that from the beginning with him being uh more of an intellectual kind of person um but i did enjoy that this movie started with explaining that this is a world where magic does exist and that mm-hmm. every i i got the impression that everybody has the ability as long as they work for it but i was kind of surprised that he got it so quick but with him being an intellectual kind of person i mm-hmm. bought it a little bit more 
Do you know what I mean? What even said in the beginning of the movie that only a few have magic. Oh, I missed and they that would, part. And they would use it to help others. Sure. I missed that part when they started flipping the white, uh, the light switch. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was like right before that. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, the wonders of watching it three times versus uh, right now and crying half the time. So, it happens. Yeah, you missed most of the movie. Son of a bitch, I couldn't see it through my tears. <laughs> um... Shit, I don't think we honestly have too much to cover about this movie. I, uh, too much more. I think this is a rather, it's honestly for how deep it is. It's a rather simplistic plot. You know, yeah. it, it gets from point A to point B rather quick. What? What's that look for? It's for the lights, but no siren. That's bullshit, dude. Oh, you saw that? You saw the ambulance going by? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's hilarious and i hope they throw them on in like two seconds but this had a rather simplistic pop plot i um and not in a bad way i feel like it did a really good job of staying concise from point a to point b it had a lot of really great things in between and all in all it just tugged at every emotion and made you feel things you didn't expect and I think that that was the whole, that was more of the story than the actual story. Yeah. But see, if there's one thing I like about movies, yeah, it's when they're concise and while you're watching it, everything is like, has a point and there is a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm listening to a podcast, all I'm interested in is the tangent talk. That's us. Welcome everybody to Nerdy Thursday. We're two hosts, Sean and Mitch, and we just like talking about random shit. So get over it. Yeah, get over it. Um, shit, I don't know much else to talk about this movie outside of the overlying lost talk. <laughs> like the main point of this movie. And yeah. And I think uh, the question that I brought up earlier... Good job remembering. You usually forget. No, I remembered because I have notes for it this time. But but a big point in this movie is being able to bring somebody back to see them for one last time. And I mean, and you can extrapolate from that what you will. Like, do you want to say one last thing to them? Do you want to do one last thing with them? Um, I've got to ask you. would you do this to see like in your world for you and i got real i was fucking crying at the beginning of this episode for you would you do this to see somebody for one last time if it was for an hour two hours three hours or do you think that it would only make it worse to see them again because that's all i could think about Like I'd go through all of it to see somebody one more time. Yeah. Do you have people in mind? I imagine you do. Well, yeah, I'd probably do it for my grandfather who died when I was little. Like it'd be like the same kind of situation with him. Like there's a couple pictures with me and him together, but uh, yeah, my dad's dad. Yeah, would definitely love to do that because there's like minimal stories don't get to hear much but then i'd love to do it with my uh my stepbrother uh mike yeah yeah definitely cool because we had good memories every time we got together but we didn't get together nearly enough yeah and i i um that's awesome man i i yeah. i i really f- I feel like in this movie, it's it's not all the time that somebody can watch something and relate to it. Uh, you know what I but mean? We've done a really good job picking them out for you the last <laughs> what, two or three weeks. Why? <laughs> <laughs> this, is so, this is so bad. And I spent so much time in this movie. Um in in the first 17 minutes is you hit a you hit a point where you know 
their big thing is they just want to see their dad one more time. And I obviously I'm lucky enough to not have the same thing that Ian did where he never got to meet his dad. But mm. but that automatically made me think of my dad who never really got to meet his mom. <clears throat> and like the one thing that I have that I can listen to my dad is on his laptop of him some him talking to somebody about never really being able to meet his mom. <laughs> so, what the fuck? Yeah, it's um it's a really weird it's like a 40 minute clip that I've listened to bits and pieces just to hear his voice and uh yeah. It, it's it's weird to for to watch this and feel that connection but it's by the end of this movie and you think about all of that to just i don't know i don't know what i would do (laughs) sorry to take this on a weird (laughs) path but i don't know what i would do like if i was presented with this opportunity to see my dad again for 24 hours and it seems awful to say that like i I, like i don't want to see him for 24 hours yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not laughing, but like the like the way you're saying it, like it makes a lot of sense. No, it's how much harder, like, like it, I think it would be. It took, it's especially taking, as hour twenty and twenty one and twenty two. Now you're gonna, now you're in goodbye mode again. Yeah, exactly. And like I'm tearing up, like I'm crying again. And it, it, it's just like thinking about this. Like it's really hard to say that that for years. I've had to get over for the last like three years. I've had to get over kind of saying bye, dad, and like realizing that. And like, if I was ever presented with the opportunity to be like, "Hey, do you want to see your dad for a day?" It's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I and that I is a fucked up thing to think about. And, and like, <laughs> I and I feel like I'm shaking right like right now, like thinking about it, being honest, like. That would be the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. And there was a scene at the end of this movie, because I want to talk about this this curse fight. I, I thought that curse fight was awesome. But um, obviously, Barley couldn't fight the curse because he doesn't have the magic powers. And so Ian's like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice my ability to see dad when you when he comes back. And I will fight this dragon. And I will let you have this part. I will let you have this moment to see dad again. And I will hold off the dragon. Because you've been like my dad figure. And I'm like, wow. Um, okay, I that resonates with me. And then you get to the scene where he kills the dragon. And he's looking through like the dragon parts. And he just kind of... In the distance, he's barley with dad, and then dad fades to fades away from existence. And I'm like, God damn, that is so fucking deep. But I think it would be so much harder to see somebody for 24 hours and then have to get all get over it all again. Yeah. So that's just kind of a a point I wanted to bring up. <laughs> Cause I don't know. I I feel like it's it's one of those things where everybody uh, like imagines like oh if I had one more day it's like do you really want one more day right now? Yeah. <laughs> After all this time. <laughs> but that's just See, me. I think. I no. I think I think the thing for me is if it was if it was somebody really really close like then it would be harder. But the people I name like. It's my grandfather that there's only a couple pictures of when I was little. Yeah. And my stepbrother, who we always had a good time, but I just don't feel like I got to spend enough time with him. Yeah. It's So it's kind of distant. You know what I mean? Somebody immediate would be, I think, harder, like you said. Yeah. 100%. Um, a lot of movies, I, I think uh, a really cool aspect of movies is whenever you get to that point in the movie where they mention the name of the movie in the movie oh yeah <laughs> what did you think you, about you this movie excited, like peter griffin <laughs> <laughs> oh he said it he said it <laughs> he said it. uh what how do you feel about this movie's uh reference to it? the name <laughs> um 
they only did it because they could. But they worked it in in such a way that it kind of fit. Because he's so ingrained into, like, the old, like, the Quest of Yore. And even, like, calls the van his steed and all this other random stuff to get him back into that world. So putting, uh, changing the drive shaft or whatever, the transmission, just putting a little duct tape over the D for an O for onward (laughs) was fucking hilarious. Switch it to O for onward because that's where we're going. (laughs) I thought it was great, rather (laughs) underwhelming, but great. (laughs) I mean, it was No, but they made it, it, they made it fit really well. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't seem out of place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, for a movie that's really good and really... I feel like the really good movies we don't talk about nearly as much because there's not as much shit to talk about the movies. Yeah, I'd rather shit on stuff. Yeah. Uh, so next But time, we did fill up an hour. We're almost at an hour. I've been watching for like 20 minutes ago. I'm like, how much further can we go? <laughs> Oh, at 20 minutes, I was wondering what we were going to talk about. (laughs) But we do a pretty good job of just like, I mean, as everybody knows, this isn't scripted. We don't have notes. We're literally just talking about the movie. Um, (laughs) But like, I I don't know. I I feel like this is a fantastic movie. Real quick note, the cop. It's mom's boyfriend. And at the end of this movie, he takes up his, his his cop hat and he's got this long flowing mane and he's a centaur and he just fucking takes off. Majestic as fuck. <laughs> it really was. He fabioed the fuck out of that last scene. That was last shot. Incredible. Incre- yeah, dude. You're just like L'Orealing, like <laughs> waving your hair back and forth. Yep. Um, do you have much more to say about this movie? Any more points? Or do you want to get into a rating? What was your... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Let's do ratings. You go first. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'll, t- I'll ask you after we rate. Okay. I just came-, I came up with a second scale in case you take my scale. I'm not going to. So I don't want to ask you the question yet. On a scale? Mitch. Mitch. Sean. Sean. On a scale of one to a bowl of fluid ounces uh, of Mountain Dew. Yeah. What? Was that in the background somewhere? Did you not notice this? The soda that they drink throughout the entire movie is Mountain Dew instead of Mountain <laughs> Dew. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> On one to a scale of a bowl of fluid ounces of Mountain Dew. Yeah. How many fluid ounces of Mountain Dew would you give this movie? I'd give this movie 25 ounces of Mountain Doom. Right on. Out of a bowl. Obviously, I didn't take your scale, so right on back to you. All right. I guess I'll... Let me... I'll ask my question then, and then I'll give you the scale. Sure. What was your favorite spell? Ooh. I mean, the one that made them... The one that made him walk on air, I thought was the best one. Um, yeah. and that and is power slides and shit at the end. It's mainly because of the fight at the end of the, at the end of the movie where he's fighting the, uh, the trash, the trash dragon. And he's just yeah. standing on midair and just like doing the levitation spells and shit like that. I, uh, I, it was awesome. It was awesome. That yeah. scene is so cool. And if we haven't ruined this movie, actually, we didn't even really ruin this movie at all. Like, not a lot of spoilers. Like, hey, here's the emotional parts. Watch the goddamn movie. Get to the end of the movie. (laughs) Feel the feelings yourself. (laughs) God damn it. Like, cry with me, motherfuckers. But that fight at the end of the movie, while it wasn't like, I don't think it was anything absolutely insane, but in terms of relating to this movie and everything they went through, Man, it was awesome. So good. Okay, so that's my favorite spell. What's your favorite spell? When they impersonate Colt. Oh, that was so good. Don't lie. The, the disguise spell. <laughs> that's it was so, so good. Oh, man. And we didn't even get into the fact that, like, 
Ian thinks that his brother's a disappointment and blah, 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 blah. But whatever, figure no, it but out. We, Watch ha- the we hammered home that he's embarrassed by him. Exactly. But that nails, like, that hammers at home. Oh, yeah. So, Sean. Match. On a scale of one to a bowl. Of? Of gelatinous cubes that you could get caught in and I would leave you behind because you'd be on your own. Okay, you're a scumbag, first of all. (laughs) It fits with the movie. It fits with the movie. (laughs) You'd still leave me behind. <laughs> a scale of how, or how many how many gelatinous cubes that you get stuck in and I leave you behind would you give this movie <laughs> shit I'm trying to think of have we covered Pixar movies before because <laughs> I don't want this to be lower than another one I don't think we have right yeah fuck it know. it's our show I'm giving this 25 as well <laughs> I, I think um, right. I don't think it's a I mean I can't find anything that would fault it for <laughs> for being less than 27 but I mean 25 feels right you know what I mean right and, and this is why we do uh-huh. the scale like what's the number that feels right 25 out of 27 feels right on this movie and it's fantastic you got 25 gelatinous cubes that you would leave me behind because you're a douchebag um, to die in <laughs> for this movie. So, yeah, that's what I got. Cool. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about this? Nope. Fuck it. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nerdy Thursday, twitter.com slash nerdy Thursday, patreon.com slash nerdy Thursday. Yo, Kyle and I just dropped another animal talking uh, podcast on Sunday. It's free. It's coming out on our main feeds. It's a second show. So how about you come in and just give us a dollar? Toss us a dollar. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You got anything you want to say? Man, you got mad feedback. <laughs> Any, anything you want to add to that? No. Beautiful. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to me cry for half this episode. Uh, that was really embarrassing, but also not at the same time. I love you guys. So you get to see me raw and see us raw and blah, 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 whatever. You you couldn't handle this raw. I don't want to. You can. That's for the listeners. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, when, we, when you answered the call at first and I was just sobbing, I'm just like, Oh my god, I can't believe Mitch is watching me sob my brains out right now. <laughs> I didn't even pick on you. You're I'm like, so disappointed in myself. <laughs> not at that time. You pick on me all the time, but I appreciated the fact that you did not give me shit for this one. Because even you were like, you know what? I was thinking about this on the drive home. Maybe we shouldn't do this episode. <laughs> Just because of like my reaction to this. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that about you. I appreciate all the listeners. And until next week. Oh. You know who does our theme song? Uh, I mean, cowabungabreakfast.bandcamp.com. But I'm trying to tighten up the ending. Everybody knows this shit. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Glitchcast7. Find him on, on Twitch. Invention Nerdy Thursday. Love it. Brian Betts, thanks for the website. Nerdy Thursday. Hey, you know that guy? Yeah. Guess what? What? He didn't want to be on this episode because I asked him. What? Yeah. Why? He shut us down. Okay. Well, we have another guest coming up soon. So. We do? Yeah, we do. So, stay tuned. Subscribe. Give us a rating on iTunes. Love you guys. And until next week. It's a girl. Keep it nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be like, hey, that's me. Hashtag promote it. Promote like a boss. In 1952, the world was a darker place. There were only six days in the week, not seven like we know today. And everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray. And they were sad almost all the time. Yeah, they were. And back in 1952, there were six days in the week. You could never know which day. 